0: You know. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning.
1: Happy New Day. It's a rainy day in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you
0: feeling? I am feeling blessed because, you know, we're working on the move, and we're going get to get most of it done this weekend. And in Minnesota, the last couple of weeks, has been bitterly cold. And we just yeah. got the, the furnace running and everything in that new house. It has been a week of 30-degree weather. It is like heat wave weather. And I can always say that because we're in Minnesota. When you're in thirty zero-degree weather, when it hits 30, it feels like 70 degrees down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, man. I'm happy for the move, too. Change is always good. Switch up the fun shui, so that means you're going to have a different attitude.
0: Ooh, 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 I got a new attitude. We got freedom.
1: <laughs> Isn't that freedom a beautiful thing?
0: Oh, it is. Speaking of freedom, I have a topic I'd like to talk about a little bit on the show today.
1: For sure. Let's go for it. I am open and receptive.
0: Because I take offense to this because people are using excuses that affected us. So the growing trend now is that we are not potty training our children when they start school. That used to be a requirement to start kindergarten. Now kids are not being potty trained when they're little. You know what?
1: That used to be a requirement for daycare
0: you had to be have,
1: you had to be transitioning to get
0: into daycare
1: that's what i remember
0: yeah no the kids in kindergarten first grade a lot of them are still in diapers they are actually using school budgets to accommodate these kids for diapers and wet wipes and stuff like that mm okay interesting
1: um that is uh, alarming because apparently it is a vast major, uh, group of people who have unsuccessfully potty trained their children. It's given business idea, Mary. I propose we open a potty training camp, a two-week camp that
0: your kids will learn how to use the potty in two hmm I think you know, we can do a
1: potty training camp.
0: You know, and I did it unconventional. You know, we tried the toilet. But mm-hmm. he refused to use a toilet. And
1: so I literally did not, like not, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, okay. not like the sound of a toilet. Yeah. Yeah, his did not like the sound of a toilet, so we struggle with toilet use too.
0: Go ahead. You know, we he would use the tub. I didn't care. We used outside, didn't care. He would pee mm-hmm. in my pot. So I went and got a plastic plant, put it in there. And he literally, I moved that tree into my bathroom, and that's where he peed. And we transitioned it closer and closer to the toilet.
1: Awesome. For us, potty training was difficult because he did not like the sound of the toilet flushing. It scared him so bad. And so um, we started outside. Wherever you feel like you gotta go, and, and at this time, his age was nonverbal, so he would kind of like hold himself or grab my hand and talk and start pulling at his clothes or going towards the bathroom. So I knew what was up, and but he didn't like the toilet, so he wanted me to stay in there with him. So then he just start, honey, whipping it out, peeing wherever he got, He had to go. He had to go. Mm-hmm. So. I developed a system of putting things in the toilet for him to shoot with his water hose. Cheerios, rubber duckies? uh, Rubber duckies, yes. Um, Fruit loop, just a piece of foam that I cut up, colored foam that I would cut little pieces out for him to hit the little targets. And then, uh, because it was colorful. And I always had to be colorful. And then traveling. One of the last times I remember buying pull-ups for Gage, he was two. And we, he may have been three. It may have been his third birthday. We flew to L.A. And There was such a long flight that he tried to use it on the plane, and he just peed on the plane, and I was so excited. And he had it all the way to the plane ride and all the way to when we got to the hotel and checked in the hotel. But before we went to the hotel, there was a Target. So I went to the Target because I knew I only had, like, two pull-ups, and we were out there for seven or eight days because I was in seven days. So I think we were out there for seven days. And um, I knew I could probably just get a case. How about a case of pull-up? We get to the hotel room. I'm calling my dad, telling him everything's okay. We landed safe. We're in the hotel room. And I'm looking around for Gage. He go where Gage is it? 'Cause Because he's FaceTiming. And I go looking for Gage. He's in the bathroom. He's sitting on the toilet backwards. So he peed in the potty, but he also pooped. And he pooped backwards. So when he got off the toilet, he smeared shit everywhere. But I was so happy that he made a poo in the toilet, honey. I went and got balloons and confetti, and was celebrated that he used the potty. And from that moment on, he used the potty. And so I bought a case of wipes for nothing, and that's my my gauging moment.
0: You
1: know, uh, let's just i about it. Uh,
0: no, I was coughing. One of the excuses that parents use is they have this new parenting style. <coughs> <coughs> called child-led approach to parenting or child-led parenting, which basically I've never even heard of it. Please explain. I didn't either. never heard of it. I had to Google it. 'cause I had no idea what this meant. And so basically what it is is the child is given significant degree of control and anatomy in their learning and their exploration or exploration. Which means the child is to take the lead in choosing topics and deciding to learn about them. With the support of the parent. So basically you're telling your kids they can do whatever the hell they want and you just follow along. Okay.
1: No, that's not going to work in my household. Huh? No. And not I'm, mine. Yeah, no. Um, I even think, and I may lose a follower or three behind this, but gentle parenting has parents out here doing gentle drugs, okay? Gentle parenting ain't the way because these kids ain't gentle, Okay. And when I say it when they get up, upward of uh I'm I'm gonna go eight, nine, ten. Hey, listen, I'm not saying beat your kid, uh, like your parents beat you, but every now and again, honey, you might have to tap them legs and say, Hey, hey, hey Because and these kids are different. They're very influential from going to school and other households and different parenting styles and then it's transferred at school and then it comes home and then you got a disgruntled mommy and an upset daddy because they can't, I put my hands on you, you know, I'm going to jail. But I don't believe in beating the child. But spanking, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I've gotten both. I've gotten beaten. Shout out to my Sadie. Rest her sweet soul. That lady knows she going to whoop ass Okay Thank you I've gotten a pop here or there But my dad He's never did anything He always pop, calm, never yell That's my daddy
0: There needs to be a repercussion Or a punishment that fits The emotional intelligence The crime that's committed Or what the child does wrong Mm-hmm. But at the same time, after everything is said and done and everything's calmed down, it, you know, the reason why so many parents went to the extreme of the opposite was because they would get deep, but they would never get taught what, when they're little what they did wrong. There is a point when they get to a certain age where you are literally banging your head against a wall telling your child what they did wrong over and over, and it's the same damn thing. But when they're little, they need to be explained and it needs to be done in a way that they understand it. But there needs to be a a punishment based on what works for one, the child, and two, appropriate for their ability. You know, for instance, my daughter, yelling at her is equivalent to beating her because she's so sensitive. You just telling her you're disappointed in her is like the end of the world to her. I mean, literally, breakdown, it's like you literally beat her. It's how reactive she is. My son, on the other hand, you can tell to your blue in the face what he did wrong and keep telling them no, and he's going to look at you and tell you where to go. Yep. Taking, taking, Taking things away doesn't change anything. Hang on one second. Keep going. I got to grab this. Hello? Yep. Yeah,
1: definitely sounds like games. You can continue telling them over and over and continue uh, literally okay. doing the things. And as a parent, you get frustrated be right because you're trying your best to help your child. In most cases, you know what's best to help your child, but your child... And I think I said this before, we must learn and understand that our children are little people. They have little minds that compute what they're feeling, how they receive information, and how they, you know, deliver information. And so if you are not literally tapped into your kid and tapped into yourself, you will definitely have a clash of the minds when it comes to this gentle parenting tomfoolery. Um Listen, I talk gentle. I love you, Daddy. My radio family says, hey, Daddy. Um, they say hi. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I was uh dude. But, yeah, when it comes to um, just how how we gentle parenting, you can talk to your kids like you got sent, 'cause because they have sent what you cannot do is, you know, yell at them to a point where you belittle them 'cause I'm I'm not there for that. And I have definitely I've definitely um had my moments where I yelled and I was wrong. And I will come back and I apologize to my kids. And, you know, 'cause it was like I don't like that you yell. And sometimes we get at that point of yelling because we said the things over and over and over again, and children are just children. they are things they're gonna continue to do over and over and over again, and we're gonna get upset about it, and we're gonna give ourselves a, a bust of blood vessel because we we're not understanding that they have their own way of thinking too. And I think the conflict that comes in with a gentle parenting versus uh other parenting styles is that um, you can you can be too lenient on a child that clearly needs a more stern approach. And then later on like you got those kids on Mari, like, Whatever, whatever, I do what I want. I don't care about my mama, I don't care about my daddy. I mean you know, you know the kids, you've seen the shows. And so I personally am not about to let my child grow up to be that at all. I would see him to live with his father, his uncle, somebody before I allow Gage to completely run over me and disrespect me. Now, we talk about disrespecting what that's like, and he told me that, um, told me, Many a times that talk to me better, mom, talk to me nicer. And so that becomes a point in time where I have to listen to my kids and be like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's up. I got to listen to them. So for me, I take a little bit of the gentle parenting. I talk today on how I want to be spoken to. That's how I talk to him. I also talk to Gage in a sense of I want to understand his thought pattern and understand his thinking. And so I do a little bit of gentle parenting. i want to of these parents that I'm taking every device you got. I'm turning it off the Internet. I'm literally turning it off the Internet. I won't have Wi Fi. You won't have Wi Fi. Pop Pop won't have Wi Fi. Ain't no Wi Fi. And what I tell you, that stresses him out the most. My he doesn't play on his VR. But we're getting there. But I, I've spoke about this before, and I, I will always say my, this it takes a village to raise these new age children, new age and new ways children. It took a village to raise us and the children before us and before us and before us. It's just over time the situations on how the village can handle the child has changed. And that's okay. But there's still some people out here that care enough about you and your children to help them. Another Gagey moment. Gage went with his godmom yesterday. She picked him up from school to hang out with him because he he told me to call her, and he was like, I miss her. And so um, he definitely was just like, um, I want to go see T.T. Ashley. So he goes over there, and while they were cooking, playing, or whatever, he saw opportunity to eat, like, some chocolate. Gage loves chocolate. I rarely give it to him um, because he'll overdo it. As most children, if they are equipped with snacks and they're in the household, they may overdo it. Shout out to my daddy because he's going to get all the snacks. And so Gage will not have a limit on snacks, so he will indulge. So he got a handful of chocolate that you would probably, like, melt down and do uh, chocolate covered strawberries like those chocolate rounds so he got a handful of those and stuffed them in his mouth and he got caught um, his god mom's fiance like greg what you got in your mouth and he's like oh he spit him out real quick and put them on his like, oh nothing and you know he's like yeah so they had the conversation of what's healthy eating and not healthy eating And they, and you know, she's like, you know, you'll be sick if you ate all that and your tummy's going to hurt. And honestly, he's probably done something like this before. And honestly, his stomach probably did hurt. But sometimes when you have children with superpowers, they don't associate those pains with things or even, or they know it's a pain or they feel something but can't express pain because their pain receptors are are, I guess, different, or they register in a different way. But um they had the healthy talk, and she said he he broke down and cried on him because he got caught, and, you know, they talked. So Ash is like a let's talk it out family. And I talk it out too. I talk it out so much, and then I yell. So I've been working on not yelling. I told him at the beginning of the year, he said, I can't pop him, and I can't yell at him. So, my, this has so, been an interesting 29, however many days. Well, I, we're in, one day it's been 25 days. It has been something something different. But um, <laughs> when it comes Sometimes to, it's
0: really, really hard not to yell when you turn around and you're frustrated about anything, everything. And, like, they... They're very sensitive so like Ariana she drives me nuts cuz I just I need a moment to be left alone and she sees you're frustrated and she has to give you hugs or, or hold your hand or and you just don't want to be touched you just need just that moment to breathe for a minute and you just you, you snap it's not something you mean to do it just happens or they've had that screaming for so long and the whining mm. for so long cuz they're so frustrated about something you just get to that point where you're to point of frustrated to where the healthier outlet is to yell as opposed to other things okay okay see. Because sometimes you just get so frustrated. Because unlike regular kids, they don't always understand. Or they get so... It's even worse that I've noticed this with mine. But the more we are one way, they push that envelope even more. Like they're like mm-hmm. uh, they're mini us. Uh, So they know how to push those buttons. Yeah, they do. And some yeah, of them don't. do it for fun. Yes, they do. Their lives are not entertaining enough for them, so they have to bring us into their their world to push that envelope a little bit more. If that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, with that envelope pushing, I don't know if this is something. I think that's also peer-to-peer review because <laughs> they review their peers and how they and how they act. Because Gage loves to watch. Oh wait, the moral of the story is of Gage and his eating habit and his uh, village. This morning, he he ate two apples for breakfast. And I'm just trying to be a little bit more healthy I thought it was the cutest thing ever So Yeah that's it That's all Um, And when it comes to The behaviors of it He thinks it's okay to watch children Yell at their parents I think that secretly he wants to yell at me too But he always likes kids That be like rowdy rowdy with their parents And I keep telling him Gage The moment you try that, the moment you're going to know that mommy mommy gives whooping, He's like, no, I don't want a whooping. I was like, you've never gotten a whooping. You got a few pops
0: here and there. You know, what is with that? Like, with Ariana, it's the same way. Like, when she gets in trouble, which is rare, but Uh she'll look at dad or look at me, okay, we've never beat our kids. Ever. Mm-hmm. But she'll come and get the belt And she looks at us and she goes Just hit me with the belt and get it over with." way ah! and we're, we're just looking at her like Where the hell did you learn that from?
1: Now that, whooping with a
0: belt The first
1: time Gage ever saw me use a belt Was me saying Sugar for peeing on my bed Sugar was our uh, Pit bull we had <laughs> And I spanked Sugar with a belt. And that still wasn't a whooping. I I spanked him with a belt. There's a difference. There's a few pops with a belt, too, especially on the legs. Hey, hey. We're doing foolishness like putting, he clogged up the toilet with white, with flushable wipes, and he clogged it up so bad that we had to have our whole septic tank flushed out. But you know, he no longer puts things in the oh in yeah the, uh, toilet. Because I mean, it was not just the wipes; it was toys in the toilet. It was um uh, yeah, it was it
0: was stuff. So we had the to go worst We had to, yeah. Are those stupid mini Super Bowls? GI Joe figurine. I am just thankful my husband does construction for a living because. We've had to take our toilet apart so many times because we've had those oh, stupid,
1: you know. those stupid balls. It's a thing.
0: They're big enough to get sucked in the toilet, but not small enough to go all the way through. So it gets stuck up in there. And this person here does not play in toilets. Just the concept of the no. toilet makes me sick. Girl, <laughs> you better say
1: it. I spray bleach in the toilet after uh, after people and
0: after after things, after poo. Everyone was looking at me yesterday at Lowe's because uh, we, we have to buy a new toilet for the new house. And he's like, "Well, you mm-hmm. know, make sure you like it." And I'm looking at him. I like, go, oh, "It's a place to shit. I do not need a three hundred dollar toilet. I just need something to sit on. That's it." Mm-hmm. I don't understand the concept of having to spend $500 to thousands of dollars to sit for five minutes because I go and hide in the bathroom. (laughs) It's mommy's time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's fact. Mm -hmm.
0: I have sound effects on my phone, and I'll play them as they walk by to make sure they stay out of the bathroom. 'Cause that is the only place mom has freedom as a moment of peace. But I just I don't have this I don't understand and he's looking he's ca- looking at me on the phone and I'm like, What? It is just something you should into. I'm good with a hundred dollar toilet. hmm I let wait. Okay. This is three hundred dollar toilet and have a duvet on it. I didn't even see a difference between a three hundred dollar toilet and a hundred dollar toilet. Honestly.
1: Okay, no, you wouldn't know, but I, I, I have used a duvet, but I'm always thinking of toilet water, but then I get grossed out again. Yeah, that's a big thing <laughs> in Europe. Out again. Yeah, I know. I have friends
0: that have them. Yeah, let's just shove toilet water up our butts. Yeah, I have an issue with that kind of thing. It just ugh. But it's insane that what what so many parents let their kids get away with this day and age. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but yeah, when my no. kids were potty trained and my daughter was more, er, way earlier than my son, mm-hmm. not having to deal with a diaper was like the best thing in the world. Nah, we need a cloth back clean, though. That's even worse. No, it's not.
1: It's healthier for a baby.
0: Yes, but I meant worse than actually having to clean and deal with them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm.
1: We used them we, when he we got older. We used them, but um, yeah, no, yeah, no. the pain.
0: Seeing like David now when he goes, we don't push because of him having the stomach issues and the bathroom issues, not so we could keep track of how often he would go. And I made the mistake mm-hmm. of taking him to the bathroom at Walmart, and they have the self-flushing mm-hmm. toilet. Oh. It took, like, two years to get him to use a public toilet again. He will pee he in a... Anything with their public toilet, so. He would pee in a jar or a bo- plastic bottle in the car before he'd go to the bathroom in a... A because he was afraid he was going to get sucked in. So we don't push oh, no. the flushing aspect of things. I just let him, you know, so that way I could keep track of when he went and when he didn't go. So I made sure he, you know, yeah. with kids like him, they don't always drink enough, so they get dehydrated easily. You don't, don't go to the bathroom regularly for some other issues. And so that way I could keep track of when he went to make sure he was, you know, not getting plugged up. But now he decides he's going to pee everywhere in, around it. He, he aims around the seat, And little smart-ass boy, I looked at him and I yelled at him for it. I'm like, just pee in the toilet. See where the water is? Hit that. Can you not aim? And he looked at me he goes, yeah, I can aim. He dumped out my makeup brush cup and he peed in that. He's like, see, I can aim.
1: I'm still here, Mary. I'm checking in with the lovely Jalisa at AALM Motors. They are the reason why I'm in, uh, in motion, okay, because I got a car for them. So shout out to Mr. Peoples and the lovely people over at A L M Motors. I am getting something done to bless you to test you today. <laughs> but um, when it comes to like uh, potty training and other things, I would definitely say um, public bathrooms for kids just don't work unless you're uh, an extra ass mom like me and you bring wipes because I got to wipe down everything. I told y'all I spray bleach after everybody uses my bathroom, everybody and everywhere because eco matter exists and ill. So no. <laughs>
0: But that's, you know, and that's the sad part is, is that parents now, it's more convenient to leave them in a diaper. And daycares aren't training their workers on how to potty train kids. I'm sorry, but no parent is ever taught how to potty train their child. We read a book, we watch a video. We buy the book for our kids and read it to them, and we have the stupid videos. How is that an excuse at daycare? Well, we weren't taught how to potty train a child. I mean, were, did you ever take a potty training class to learn how to potty train your child?
1: Never took a potty training class, ever, never. Um, like I said, it was trial and error. YouTube was really cranking up. Like, it's been around for a minute, but um, I was the mom who read all these whack-ass parenting books that ain't helped me do nothing. Um, I oh, yeah. was also the mom. Yeah, yeah, These them parenting books is I want to write a real parenting book with real parents and we're going to use curse words in it because sometimes it's what's needed. But um
0: you know back in the day those parenting books weren't written by parents. They were written was, by the psychologists mm-hmm. and specialists that never had a kid. It's just theoretically what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to raise your child. That's why when I do read parenting books, I read the I I check them out to make sure they have kids. It's like don't tell me how to raise a kid okay. if you don't have a kid. But I just, to me, a daycare saying, well, we weren't trained how to probably train our child is just a cop-out excuse. Just, you know, there's a lot of parents who have to work, and so their kids have to go to daycare. And if you... Right,
1: I'm I'm go ahead, because I got my little consent, so I'm going to add in just a second.
0: You know, why... Why is it put onto the teachers to deal with when they have so much to deal with now? You have how many kids in a classroom, and then you have this poor child. There's a a teacher put on social media, and it popped up on my feed about how she was trying to get a hold of the parent to bring diapers because she didn't even know the kid was, wasn't potty trained. And the parent just literally made the comment to the teacher of, he's, your, he's with you now. He's your responsibility. You deal with it. I'm busy. And that comment alone blew my mind. It's like what happens to parents actually taking care of their kids and their kids being their priority. And the sad Listen, part is, is we they I do live in this
1: but they, they, they don't
0: put themselves as a priority. No, no. We, you're an exception to that. There's a lot of parents okay. who literally pass <laughs> the kids off and they are the priority. I live that life every day because my, my husband, that's how his mother was. She literally passed that kid from grandma, grandma to grandpa, dad. She, he has no memories of his mom taking time to play with him or deal with him. And I see it every day with mm-hmm. my kids. He does not like kids. She did not want kids. She had kids because she had to because she's Catholic and she got pregnant. Ooh. Talk about relief So Andy okay. made The sacrifice of Doing whatever yeah. it took To get mom's attention um, And this is the going trend now especially With working moms Is that these kids Are not the priority It's them, themselves and their career And when they have time then the kids come into play If they have time If they have time, because all these
1: parents are booked and busy.
0: And the sad part is, is they don't realize how much damage they're doing to their kids. Yeah,
1: and it's it's not even like the the damaging of it. It's it's more so. It's like the relationship that is that you're 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 curating and what are you teaching these babies and in teaching them this, um, what, you know what I'm saying? It says a lot about your childhood trauma and you pass it on to your kids. That's why I think everybody needs therapy from the child to the pop pop. Everybody needs therapy. It's a beautiful a form thing of it. to have. Yeah, some, some type of form of it. Cause I would definitely say that, um, if you go out and seek counsel and find a therapist, that that means you are trying your best to be your best self. It also means that you, you know that you're curating a human to survive on this plane, and because you're doing that, then you should want to make sure the things that you house are the things that is suitable, you know, for rearing a child. So when I say that, I mean like, Everybody needs a form a t- of support. Needs, you know, you had a tip. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. A form of support but that outlet of of, of not having support too. Like, like, I be saying, get you a Mary. You know, get you get you a therapist, a psychoanalyst therapist. Um, find you an extracurricular activity to you know try to shift the frustration energy of being one way and you know coming into being another way. So here comes the point, you know, you own up to your shit that way. Your kids, they own up to them.
0: You need that support, but you need that support that's honest with you. You're doing something dumb. They need to tell you you're doing something dumb. You don't need to be circled (laughs) around an entourage of yes men that are always there telling you, well, you tried your best. Oh, you did okay. Oh, it's someone else's fault. nothing changes you're just going to keep in this cycle in this loop of banging your head against that wall of frustration because you're not getting that output and input from other people that are you know how we do it all the time you know i'll call you and i'm having frustrated time and you tell me how it is and where i screwed up or how to do it better and i mean it's a two-way street
1: Mm, definitely not a yes man, though, because that's going to get us nowhere. But also, like, being honest with yourself, like, completely being honest with yourself is, am I turning into my parent, how I'm rearing my children? Am I turning into a person that um, I'm proud, you know, like, my, if my parenting skills proud? Like, you really got to take a moment and, like, survey yourself. Because sometimes really? i am be like, nah, dang, you didn't have to yell at Gage about that because you only, you know what I'm saying, if you, if you were Gage, also, go back, revert back to a childhood memory. That's how you heal childhood trauma. So, revert back. Would I have got a thinking for this? Probably. Is this worth, like, a stankin'? Or is this worth a stern talking to or, or a sit down and write out? Because now we sit down and we write out stuff, too, so you can see it. Gagey, mm-hmm. was was that behavior, did that behavior make sense to those type things? No. So why would you even do that? You're right, Mom. I wasn't using my brain. My mind was, and I wasn't being mindful. Man, them words alone, because I have to say it, too. Dang, Dave. Mommy was not being mindful. I could have I could've handled that differently. I could have handled that differently. I could have you know, change the way that I did those things, I uh, once uh, again, yeah, I am sorry.
0: sorry.
1: You know, I feel like every time I apologize to Gage at whatever age he is, I'm apologizing to that same age myself at that same age. So but, when I get you know, him, you know, like,
0: go ahead. Well, So many people, old school people, look at it like, well, we're apologizing to our kids for mistakes that we make. And They're losing respect for us. And that's not the case. You're teaching your child that it's okay. Because, you know, we always looked at our parents as perfect. And that, you know, whatever they did was never wrong because they never admitted they were wrong. Mm -hmm. And so when Mm -hmm. they take that mistake and they take it to heart a lot more because they think they're disappointing us. And so it makes it hard to open that communication barrier. You know, um, good example, you know, you engage, talk about things, you know, when you screw up and he screws up. Same thing with, you know, Mm -hmm. with Ariana. And I do this a lot with more with Ariana because she's more verbal, where David's not yet. I'm still putting the dictionary together to understand what he's saying. But Christmas morning, Mm -hmm. Ariana went to bed early and got up early. And I told her she had to wait till 6 o'clock to open presents. I did not tell her she needs to wake us up, so she opened a couple presents early. And when I got up and went out to have a cigarette, she comes to me and she goes, Mom, I'm sorry, but I opened a couple presents early. She didn't hide it. She didn't try rewrapping it. She literally first saw the things out of her mouth was, I'm sorry, I did this. When she makes mistakes, she comes and tells us right away. She doesn't try to hide it because she knows it's okay to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that we're it not going to get mad over little things. And we still get mad about some things, but we let her get it out before we get mad.
1: now see. The way she came to say, hey, this is what's going on with me, mom, X, Y, Z, that's, that was so beautiful. Some kids would try to hide it or wrap it up, and then I, I also just think that that's the time to have a conversation, not a beat. I, honestly, I can definitely count the amount of time on my hands that I've actually fainted Gay, and when I did, it was something that was literally like... To save his life, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like I'm just beating him. Cause one time he like jerked off and ran, from, and ran and like ran towards the street, and um, I got him before a car could come, but this could have been a different story, and I was scared and I was upset and I'm like, you can't just run off and he's laughing, you know, and I was like, this is a this is serious. And you can't do that because you can be hurt. You can be hit by a car. You know all the things. And, you know he finally like because I'm like, completely crying. And you know then he get, then he you know he got it. Like oh, this is not a good thing. And you know every time I cry, he cries. So if I'm crying, he's crying. And so yeah, that it's not like I just like. He's gotten to stuff at school. He did not get spankings. He's gotten to a fight, but it was self-defense. I'm not spanking him. Um, He has been mean to a girl, and he has put his hands on a girl. I did not whoop him for that because I don't want people to put their hands on you for putting hands on a girl, but you're not supposed to put hands on girls. I made him run up and down my hill about 25 times, literally. And every time he got to the top of the hill, he said, I keep my hands to myself and I do not hit girls. Literally twenty five times. And my heel is a steep heel.
0: It's a long sad, driveway steep heel. Mhm. The sad part is is like parents like that, you know, you do it in a safe way. So many parents are taking that to the extreme. You know, a lot of parents know, and it's sad because I get all the feed for this, because, you know, they use food and water as a form of punishment.
1: No food and water. You know, yeah. I just read somewhere that some mama left her child for two years in a house by himself, and despite all the things, the child lived off of, like, canned foods and whatever was in the house, school lunches and um and things until somebody and still went to school and all the things until somebody said something about it
0: it's sad how you know, the '90s were all about being aware and breaking the cycle of abuse and neglect. More the '80s than the '90s. We're now we're back into the as a parent, we're back into the selfish selfish mode where we're looking at our kids as burdens and not Life They're not they're things to us, not. A person and so we put our needs now I'm talking in third person that's not something I do mm-hmm. my kids are my world but um and you're the same way but so many mm-hmm. parents are the kids are the afterthought or well, they're a, a burden that you have to take care of and you do it bare minimum or now you know like that YouTube it, Influencer that, you know So many Parents are using their kids To raise Rise to fame Look at that mom that moved Mm. from Tennessee Or something like that to Houston, Texas In the middle of winter To become an influencer Mm. And had no Backup plan, two little kids And was living on the streets Mm. No money, no nothing. Did she make it to be it? Did she make it to be an influencer? Nothing, literally nothing. She's living on the streets. It's like, how, why would you move to somewhere to be an influencer when you do it no matter where you are? But people spend so much time filming their kids to put them on YouTube or TikTok or whatever to get that fame and fortune. And people don't realize how many, you know, it's like, I have nothing against beauty pageants. But, you know, Honey Boo Boo and that whole Mama June bullshit and how this mom uses her, the Kardashians, you know, these people use their kids as an income, expense of their kids. It's sad because they can't make it on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand, understand that. You know, we use our kids as adults to explain and bring awareness to situations. Kids are not front and center all over everything. You know, my kids are posted on my social media Especially for, I do it a lot to show hope. You know, you take a nonverbal kid to a verbal kid and, you know, it helps with other parents struggling with the same thing. And you'll see a short little video of them doing something. You know, like for instance, my son decided he's going to build the whole continent and ecosystem in spices. And he took my entire spice rack and turned it into so deserts and parsley was grasslands and things like that all over my living room. You know. And I yeah, showed No he I I showed video of it and a picture of it for parents to see this happens. Things get kids get into shit kids get creative. They get bored <laughs> to get really creative and cause even more chaos. And you've got to learn to Come on, parents. <laughs> not stress out over every little thing they do. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, of- Stressing them stresses them.
1: It stresses you too. And no, nobody can function in a stressful household. So literally, if you just like we do breathing. When gays see that I'm getting mad, He'd be like, okay, Mom, take 10 deep breaths and calm down because it's the same thing I
0: tell him. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing is, you know, getting kids to regulate based on what they do and not forcing them to regulate how you want them to regulate. It's awesome how you do it because it's what works. And Gabe tells you what he needs and how to do it. You, You know, and getting parents and teachers especially teachers to understand that breathing does not always work Mm -hmm. you know you can tell David regulates because he'll sit there and do different things so it starts out reciting mommy daddy baby brother and then it goes to the finger fat and he keeps expanding as he needs more regulation on what he does to regulate he don't do breathing I don't care he does his own regulation. It works. Ariana, she breathes. Mm. And she does yoga and meditation. And it's so funny because she, if she's in her room meditating on her yoga mat, you cannot open her door. You cannot talk to her. You're interrupting her moment. hmm So I don't do meditation well because i my regulation to call myself is cleaning. I'm like the dad on full house. I like to clean and Andy has learned when I've got brushes out and I am cleaning to just walk away and leave me alone, All right.
1: And, man, keeping it keeping it that way, I think, overall, keeping that line of communication open with your children and still having, like, a little playful banter, I think that's good. A lot of parents always be quick to be like, I'm not one of your friends, and, you know, but showing yourself friendly to your children will help them open up to you, and they won't, you know what I'm saying, there will be more direct and less sneaky and conniving and hide things from you. Me and my father has always had a great open relationship. We talked about sex, drugs, and boys, okay? Me and my daddy. We talked about everything. And even if it made him feel uncomfortable, he always was like, ah, all right, well, let me tell you, this is this is what I know. And he's saying, this is just my advice. I know you he will always end with, this is my advice. I know you're your own person and you got your own mind and this is what I would do. But if you feel that this is something that you really want to do and it's best for you, you know, I have to allow you to make your decision. And my daddy has been telling me that speech since I was about 13. <laughs> so I definitely know that you can have some type of camaraderie with your children and still be authoritative figure. Oh yeah. Parental. Yeah, yeah. And and still you can still do the thing. You don't have to be so militant in one area or the you know, the other area, so
0: Right. It's not where you bark and they're supposed to jump and command. When you
1: Mhm.
0: But if, also you don't just let them walk all over you and do whatever they want too. You have to Fact. have that open communication. And teach them how to communicate and that you're open to understand things. Mm -hmm. You know, I want my kids to be able to come and talk to me or call me when they're at a party and something happened or someone's drinking. I would rather them be able to call me to come pick them up than for them to end up in a car driving with someone who's been drinking. We've all been there. you definitely right. We all have been there. Now. Plus, when you mm. have that open, honest communication bear- with them, and you're able to goof around and have fun with them, mm-hmm. so they're more parents, and becomes less stressful. It does. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like there's days where you just want to ta- you take, like I'll get frustrated with my kid, and I. There's no other avenue. I grab the pillow and smack them with it, and they turn around and do it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but and it diffuses the situation. You know, the first look on their face is utter shock. I can't believe you just did that. Oh, Amazing, shot. But then they turn around. You know, quickly, you know, turn around and smack you with it. But you know, but they come and talk to you, and there's things that are bothering them. And they're not bottling it up either. You know, it's a fine line you walk, but it's still, it's an, a crucial one. Because you're teaching them how to conflict resolute. You're teaching them how to respect mm-hmm. their adults and talk to them appropriately. But at the same time, they are learning to know that there's someone there for them when they need them. For
1: sure. And gonna, they'll come to you before they come to their little friends. Like, you don't want to be your children, little friends.
0: Wow, oh, I know. <laughs> you know I always make the joke that I want my kids to be the ringleaders, the ones doing telling the other kids to do the dumb shit. Not being the one doing the dumb shit, calling everyone else into doing the dumb shit. Because then I know they have that strong will To know what's right and wrong, and they're willing to stand up and say no. As opposed to the followers who will do just about anything to please everybody and make them happy, including doing all the dumb shit. And we've all done dumb shit. Some days it's amazing we survived our childhood with some of the dumb stuff we used to do. And it's the sad part is, is this generation of kids will never experience a lot of that because they don't know how to have that imagination. They don't know how to play. They don't know how to do anything but sit on their butts.
1: Make sure, yeah. I would definitely say you need to keep that and if you don't because again if, if you are a real strict parent a real stern parent that's why it's balanced be a real strict parent a real stern parent um your kids not coming to you they're coming to your to their friend's parents and then how you gonna feel when when you, when they tell me you stuff about your child Mm-mm. so i just say this before um I see we scooting up. By the time we got a whole two minutes left, I will definitely say this: whatever parenting style you choose, make it work for you. Keep in mind that the children that you are rearing—they're little people. <clears throat> they have personalities. They have brains. They have uh, fight or flight. They have their common sense. They have these things. <clears throat> Don't try to make them you. Stop trying to live vicariously through your children. Engage in their interests and encourage them to your best ability and even when you are mad and even when they do some dumb shit, lead with love. That's it. That's all I got for the day, Mariana. I think that was a great, that, that, that was it. That was a breakthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. That
0: was it you know and that's the sad part about it is that it takes somebody saying something to bring awareness and get us to see outside the bigger picture
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so we are out of time for today have a good day Have a good night and we'll see you back here at noon with family time with Robert Olsie.
1: Mary, have the most amazing day. Thank you for your, you. You too. Give my niece and nephew for me. Mm -hmm. I will.
0: Peace, peace. All right.